Oh, hey, Sam. How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I popped a glorious pimple today. No one wants to hear about that shit, Cal. Oh, it was Not so good. Not a single good. person. It was nope. so gross. You could hear it. It hit the mirror. Oh, it's That's amazing. disgusting. Tweet us at VideoShoppod for a DM of the gross after. Foul. <laughs> Foul human being. I love you know how it's one of those things this... that everybody loves. Like, everybody loves popping a good pimple. Nobody likes. <laughs> you know how just prior to hitting the record... I was saying yeah. that you, I've seen how you live and you live like a filthy animal. <laughs> this story doesn't <laughs> contradict <laughs> that belief. Oh my God. Because I've changed since you left the country, man. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a new man. Send me a photo and of your bedroom right now, Cal. Look, um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what uh, I, I can't, fucking thought. my camera won't work. <laughs> And like look, your brand new iPhone that you keep telling me about. It's not brand new, buddy. <laughs> this fucking thing's obsolete. It's like a year old. <laughs> gotta get a new one. No one's gonna get the new one. Filthy consumer whore. Um, uh, now, my room is just like a mess of cables and Warhammer mm. and fucking like... It's only, there's only a couple of pairs of like, of like socks lying around. Like it's not, it's not that messy. It's just a fucking chaotic... Storm of bullshit. Um, not unlike your room, I'm sure. Anyway, um, well, I mean, I'm currently day? living out of it. I'm currently living out of a suitcase because I'm at an cool. Airbnb. So cool. I'm not. It isn't the cleanest, but that's mostly because it's in a suitcase. Oh, but it's, it's okay when you do it. But when I do it, I'm a filthy animal. Um, I don't. Hello, welcome to the Video Shop Podcast. <laughs> I don't know why we're spending just so bullying long bullying each other. I was going to say, I'm going to have to put in edit notes, pimple <laughs> talk, and then... Uh, should we just start again? <laughs> tweets. Um, I don't know, should we start again or should we just... We can just roll on to tweets, right? This is, this is on par, on brand. People don't expect quality from us. Well, just in case. Hey, Sam, how are you? God damn it. <laughs> we got any tweets? At Flint Monkey tweeted us saying, Correction, Steve Rogers does call himself Captain America once in the first Avenger when he's rescuing the Hallow Commandos and they ask who he is. I did forget about that line. He does call himself. But it's it's kind of the way he says it. He's like, I'm, uh, well, uh, Captain America. Like, it's more a joke because yeah. <laughs> he's... Um, He's not like, oh, I'm Captain America and that means something. He's like, I'm dressed as this fucking ridiculous character, so I guess I'm Captain America. Well, because if I'm going to look this stupid, I'd rather not use my real name. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They wouldn't. Be, uh, they don't want it to look me up at Facebook and, and <laughs> find me. me on my pictures. <laughs> <laughs> this idiot with his stars and stripes, who does he think he is? Captain America or something? Oh, Cyberbullying. Funny. Anyway. No, bad. Don't do it. Um, That's good time. No, bad. Everyone should engage in a No, bit. bad. Bad times. Bad Cal. Uh, um, we got some tweets got? from Riley is good. I Hi, think Riley. Falcon and the Winter Soldier had a weird pacing issue. Stuff would get set up and then by the time it pays off, I'd forgotten about it. Like the Black Falcon joke and Zemo's butler. Both got one mention, like, in episode two, and then when they come back in episode six, I'm just like, wait, what? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? 
like, I, um, I don't think I had that issue necessarily. I mean, at least I was sort of expecting to because I like watched the first two episodes back to back and then binged the the rest of the show. I wonder like, if it works better later. as a binge show, the same as WandaVision. Because the problem with WandaVision had a similar thing where it was less about the way stuff paid off. It was more about how you kind of expect things to go and then they don't go that way. I wonder if both of these would be better watched just back to back to back to back. No, I think I think Falcon and Winter Soldier, it would be better binged, but... Um, WandaVision but is WandaVision, better as a week to week. Yeah. I was way more engaged week to week. Mm. Um, the next yeah, tweet... I didn't care to keep watching Winter Soldier. I just... Well, Falcon. I just kept... I just waited until it was all out and then binged it. And I think that's a fine way to watch this one. Um, mm. uh, Riley had a follow-up tweet that was, Carly was definitely not developed enough, and supposedly that's because there was a pandemic subplot that they basically had to ADR out. But you get to the end and she's like, our plan didn't work, but they've got all these hostages, so I guess murder time. Um, <laughs> and yes, yeah. I have heard about that pandemic subplot being like basically cut out too. Yeah, I didn't know about that. That's that's interesting because it's, it's, uh, it's telling about how long ago they were working on this show. Yeah. Well, and they um, had to shut down shooting it during the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you watch the behind the scenes, because they got they assembled on mm. Disney Plus now, which is behind the scenes, like they have a behind the scenes for WandaVision and one for Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and I assume they'll do one for each show. It's really interesting. Yeah. I highly recommend watching them. But um, yeah, it tells you like they had to like shut down, like just in the middle of the shoot, they like had to pack everyone up and leave because yeah. they were in a where were they in? They were in a European country. I don't remember which one now. The irony is they then went back to America for safety. But um, <laughs> in the early stages of the pandemic, that was not a necessarily yeah. good thing. But, um, yeah. yeah. Anyway, we got, another t- uh, we got another tweet, which is, there is stuff I like, though. Everything with um, Isaiah Bradley at the end I thought was really nice, and Zemo was largely great. I thought it was weird that Sharon showed up with the hologram mask thing and then that just wasn't used in the show at all. Dude, that hologram mask thing is the dumbest piece of technology they've added to that universe because it's well, so it, useful and no one uses it. Well, because we've seen it once before this and I think that was in Winter Soldier, right? With um, yeah. Black Widow. And that's the only mm. other time it's been used. Yeah. And... I'm pretty sure they don't even set that up in in Winter Soldier. Like, it just at some point, Natasha just takes it off. And mm-hmm. you're just like, oh, okay, that's just some tech that they have now. Yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> I'm probably wrong on that, but... No, I think you're right, but... Um, and and ju- one... <sighs> yeah, it's dumb. Was... It is dumb. And one final tweet from Riley is, I'm going to stay very on brand and suggest you do an episode on Saw and Spiral because I will always suggest that forever. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I'm, I'm not opposed necessarily besides the fact that there are like 90 fucking Saw movies. I now. refuse to watch anything past like the first one at this point. Dude. I've okay. seen the first two and that was, I'm like, I like the first one and the second one I'm like, okay, I, I get it. Saw 3 
is the main guy, like the the jigsaw killer, mm. is dead, and it's like his one last game that he set up before he died. I see. And then Saw Four is a copycat. Saw Five, he was never dead at all. Of course. <laughs> and like it just gets ridiculous from then on. Like, and I've seen most of them, but they also cast like the same like middle aged dude in a trench coat. One plays a cop, one plays a double agent, or is he or isn't he? And you just you can't follow it because they just look the same and everything's so fucking dark. It's, oh. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like the funny I, thing, I, I would, yeah. The funny thing is, what I like about the first one is it was made by two Australian guys, Leah, mm. Lee Winnell and James One, um, mm. and they tried to get it made in Australia, and no Australian mm. production house was like they were all like, no one wants to watch this, mm. um, and then they took it to America, and mm. much more sensibly were like, yeah, we could do something with this, because well, it's like we can make this for like ten bucks. Well, and they did, and I believe it was originally going to be a straight-to-DVD film. Yeah. But then it did so well in initial screenings that they're like, all right, well, we can give this a cinematic release then. Yeah. Um, So they did, it's just these two guys, like, you know, they did amazing with the budget they had and the time they Mm. had. And they actually made it as a short film first, which is how they kind of pitched it. They pitched the Mm. feature script with this short film. Um, Mm. So... Yeah, I like the kind of how it all got up, how it was made, how it was made on a budget. Um, uh, I like that it was made by a couple of Australian guys. I find that all interesting. Mm. Um, but I'm not sure how much um, influence those two had on the rest of the series. Lee Winnell worked in the story and script department on a couple of the sequels. I think on the early sequels, yeah. but I don't think I was on much of say the later probably ones. Up until the third one. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah. Anyway, we um, maybe we will do at least the first few. Like we'll, we'll do a bit of research and, and cover that. But let's let's that's absolutely spoopy ween territory. So maybe we'll, keep it in <laughs> we'll there. do it on do it on the spoop spoopy mm. spooptober time. Mm. Anyway, shall mm. we crack on? Yeah, if there's no more tweets. That is the end of the tweets. Cool. Play the music. Hello and welcome to the Video Shop Podcast about what you're watching, maybe. I'm your host, Cal. I'm your other host, Sam, and today we are talking about two Netflix movies that both have robots with... Uh, with screens in their faces. Oh yeah, that, that's what we're going with. Yep. <laughs> uh, Love and Monsters and uh, the Mitchells versus the Machines. Two road trip movies. Yeah, I didn't realise how much these two movies would have in common when I suggested them. I just yeah. knew that they um, had both come out on Netflix this year. And mm. both had pretty good reviews. Yeah. Um, yeah, I knew nothing about... I, I think I knew nothing about Mitchells versus the Machines, but I'd seen the trailer for Love and Monsters earlier because I was told the monster design was particularly good. Yeah. Um, I don't know exactly why. I mean, not that the monster design's bad, but it's nothing crazy special. 
Um, um, I, I like some of the like they're just they're super gnarly looking, right? Like mm. they it is they do look cool. Like there's nothing unique about the design, but they're they're just kind of gnarly, and the way they um they they clearly mix CG and practical effects is really effective. Yeah. No, like, like, so, should we talk about this start movie with first? Love, we talk about and about monsters. love and monsters. Yeah, cool. I was really surprised at how much I liked this one. <laughs> it was pretty good, right? It was pretty good, but at first, like, because early on, that it's it's too early to say whether or not they're gonna like really subvert any of your expectations. Yeah, and I know that's a fucking dirty phrase after um, Game of Thrones. Oh, after Game of Thrones, after The Last Jedi, after... Um, yeah, Rise of Skywalker. That, yeah, the recent fuck-ups in Hollywood. Um, but, man, this movie just sets up a whole bunch of things for, like, obvious subversion, like, almost tropey subversion, and then doesn't do that. Like, and then <laughs> just goes, oh, no, that is just what it is. <laughs> All right, hit me with an example. Like, um... Oh shit! Now I can't fucking think of anything. <laughs> um, I, don't, I just remember being like, "Oh well, like they're not gonna. It's not gonna secretly be that, quote unquote, secretly gonna be like. Oh, I don't know what now. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember feeling like, "Oh, what, this is a movie." Oh my god, like, Cal! <laughs> what are this you talking is just, about? <laughs> Doing the exact thing it says on the tin. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's love and there's monsters. Yeah, and there's just like... Well, because... Okay, that that's the other thing, right? This is what... Um, this is a better way of describing what I'm trying to... What I was feeling watching this movie. It's clearly trying to be at least a little bit like Zombieland. Like, he meets up with Tallahassee and Little Rock to go on a on an adventure to find love and blah, blah, blah. Like, it's... Yeah. And, he, you know, he, he has a set of rules. He uses his notebook. Like, yeah. He's an unlikely hero who grows to become a, you know, a decent monster hunter, killer person. Like, yeah, it's clearly taking some, at least, yeah, like, at least in the aesthetic in particular of, um, Michael Rooker and I don't know the actress's name for the little girl. Like that whole thing, it's set up to be like something. She was adorable too. She was great. But like that whole thing is so just wholesome. Mm -hmm. Like... At no point does um, does Michael Rooker's character go like uh, like at no point is he an asshole to the main character. Yes, I was going to say this about the characters. What I really liked about him leaving his original home too was that everyone there loved him. It wasn't like he was having yeah. a shit like it was horrible to be there. I mean, it was, mm. but not because of the people. It was a genuine family that he loved, and they loved him. But he didn't mm. leave for that reason. He left yeah. because he needed something else. Um, well, and, like, and that was really refreshing from a character standpoint. And I was, I was expecting him to get there and for her to have a boyfriend. And they mm-hmm. kind of did that. but Yeah, yeah sort of, um, yeah. But not really. They just sort of went, oh, yeah, like, it, you can't be fucking around with relationships right now because there's too many other important things going on. Um, yeah. Including the, the ex-boyfriend. But, like... <laughs> like... Uh, so, I was expecting this story to be, like, 
No, the real kiss is the lessons you learned along the way. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you didn't need... You should have gone on this journey not for the girl, but for yourself. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, and that—that's a. I, I think that's a pretty good lesson. Like, you, you should you should want to better yourself and go on, like, take on experiences that will better you, because, like, because you it will make you a better person, not because, you'll get something that you want, and like, you, and, yeah, yeah, you're not going to get something out of it necessarily, and it's it's also an interesting lesson on to not. He, he has a lot of expectations on her, which he has when he arrives. And, like, obviously, he's an instantly like, I'm, I'm an idiot. Well, yeah, but, and he does... I don't think he... Like, he never pushes any of those expectations on no, him. No, he doesn't. But, but he also, like... He takes it pretty hard. And Well, he has like, travelled through, like, the monster-infested wasteland. Yeah. Well, and then for him to then... Like th- that's why I think the climax works really well when the rest of the movie kind of didn't for me. Like it, when when he gets to the end of it and it's like, oh cool, he's now capable. He's in like he he's a formidable person who can get things done. Yeah. Because of the because of the adventure that he went on, and he's and it's like shown to him by being thrust into a, a dangerous situation. Mm-hmm. Like it's. It does a very good job of actually showing him improving and overcoming his problems. Um, I think it kind of undermines the, the the point of that when when he does get the kiss and it's implied that that there is a relationship that is worth pursuing there. I don't know. I, just, yeah. I think it would have felt a little lackluster without that. But it wasn't like I think the spoken like a true Hollywood boy. (laughs) But I think that wasn't the point, right? Like Mm. you know, he he got the kiss and he's capable, um, but he's not going to sacrifice everything for that. He's going back to get his family, and he's going to like it's not all about that. Can you know that relationship? Yeah, that like now. He realizes that he wasn't sad because he was missing love. He was sad because he felt useless. Yes. Yeah. And so being a useful person now is is the goal that is achieved, is the is the reward. Um the one like cliche that they mm. did do was that the heroes coming to help on the boat were bad guys. Um, yeah, that was super cliche. Saw that come in like a mile away. I thought the Aussie guy was a Hemsworth at first. Yeah, he was very discount Liam, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he was also on Home and Away. I looked it up, so <laughs> literally, literally is. Yeah. You could have swapped those two dudes out, and they would. Uh, I would have had no idea. Yeah, yeah. I did like that. Not all the monsters are necessarily bad either. Um, yeah, which because makes which total sense. Makes total sense, right? Like mm. they're not all going to grow and then just start eating humans. Just be asshole. Yeah. I mean, it, it does make a little sense in the, like, oh, they're big now, they need to support their biomass, like, they need to eat bigger things. Sure, of course. And there's lots of humans around. Totally. Totally. I, I get why, like, um, ants and, you know, mm. anything like that. Or, but I also get why, like, a snail would not. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, and also, that snail was like, so cool, man. Best actor in the whole thing mm. was the dog, wasn't it? <laughs> that totally. dog carried that film <laughs> for a Brienne long time. Could not cope. She was like, "If the dog dies, I'm never gonna forgive you." And I'm like, I, "I'm like, <laughs> I didn't make this movie. I, I didn't kill the dog. I didn't kill the dog." <laughs> um. Brienne's just burst the... into the room and is staring at me intently. <laughs> Hi, Brienne. The scene with the Mavis robot was mm. particularly wholesome. Oh, man, that was so nice, that scene. That, that therapy session was pretty good. And, like, it tries to give you an argument for why an AI that it has facial recognition and has access to the world's social media photos... Uh, or or even not photos that a person on social media posts. Photos that might have just been in your private collection, but, you know, it's got access to them. Uh, yeah, that's not a problem at all, because one day, in the apocalypse, someone will have a, a wholesome therapy have a session. Wholesome therapy session with, with them. With that picture. That's um, not a good enough reason. <laughs> no. But Mavis was super lovely, and I, I did was. like that scene. That it doesn't make it, it doesn't make any sense that Mavis... Uh, if you spelled it out, it'd be a one instead of an I. Um, doesn't mm. make any sense. No. That it maybe if it, it was have MAV access fifteen, maybe it doesn't make any sense that it would have access to a server though, because uh, it depends. All the all the servers would be down. It's oh, been seven. They? It's been seven years, Cal. Nothing's still powered. Have the, electricity. Yeah, you think there's any electricity left after I mean, seven maybe. years of not being maintained? Depends. It's got batteries after seven years. Yeah, which also didn't make a lot of sense, but... Yeah, but it, but if that does make sense, there's no reason why a power grid's battery bank would have, would, wouldn't still have power. Especially if most of the humans are dead and not using it. I didn't really think about it until, like, right now, so it doesn't really <laughs> matter. No, but, but I, like, I agree. It, like, with their it could have been on a Google server. Sense, a lot knows? of Google servers are powered by renewables, so it could just be sitting there. The, the, the solar panel's still soaking up that sun. Sure. I, I don't know how much maintenance that sort of stuff requires. Me either. So maybe we should stop <laughs> talking about it. Um, yep. Sky jellies also don't make any sense and would be horrifying. <laughs> Pretty though. <laughs> nope. Scary. <laughs> I don't I don't give a fuck how neon and, and stuff they are. One of those bastards like grazes past you and you just explode. Fuck that. <laughs> um, I thought they were I thought they were pretty cool, man. Um sure. then there was the Oh, how was that shot where he threw the grenade inside the worm thing? It would have been awesome if I hadn't had that spoiled in the trailer. <laughs> oh, well, you see, I here's what I do when I watch a trailer for something that isn't like a Marvel or a Star Wars. <laughs> if I'm interested in watching it, I stop halfway through the trailer and don't finish mm. it because they a always the spoil it, yeah. cool shit. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Um, so if I'm interested by halfway through the trailer, I'm like, I don't need to see the rest of this trailer. I'll watch it. Yeah. Now, and like, so... This was this was surprisingly good, and uh, and I would probably recommend it. It's not that long. I think it's like an hour and fifty. It's pretty digestible. Hour and Forty. Yeah, it's um. It's got yeah, some none cool of the creature designs. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. 
all the acting is pretty good. Um, I like this main dog. kid. He was the kid from uh, the Maze Runner series. He's the main guy oh, from those movies. He, he yeah. does not look like it. He's a bit older head, now. Anyway. He's a bit older yeah, now. He's, I think he's a bit in... Because he, he's not... He's not fat by any stretch, but he's he's like he doesn't look like he's in as good a shape as he was during Maze Runner, where he was supposed to be a starving boy. I was going to say he was like a starving teenager in that, so you know, <laughs> no need yeah. to look like that. He's got all that minestrone. He's living <laughs> life well. Um, yeah, and I think that's a pretty good, relatively wholesome time with a pretty good lesson about self improvement. Um, yeah, I, I I would recommend. I would also recommend. Would you watch a sequel? Nah. <laughs> I I don't need one, but I would mm. watch one if they made one. If it's like yeah, about like... him and his family mm. getting to the mountain and we got like a bunch mm. more cool. We see the snow spiders. Mm. I I'd, I'd dig that. I'd be I'd, I'd give that a give that a gander. Yeah, I'd um I, I yeah, especially if if it was a hey, let's Let's get a whole bunch of people. Actually, th- that's this is another thing that I know I say a lot, but like I think is accurate for for this movie. I think it was. I think it would have been better as a miniseries. <laughs> you say that a lot. I think you might I just not like lot, movies, Cal. Look, maybe, but it just I don't like TV shows either. They're too fucking long. <laughs> but I think um, you might just be unpleasable, Cal. Well, I just think it would have been. Like I, I feel like it, this movie needed a little bit more time to breathe in mm. in certain spots, which I know is a justification I use a lot for the same thing. <laughs> I think there was a lot going on in this world and a lot of interesting characters and places that we could have seen and just sort of explored a bit more. And I don't want the Walking Dead trudgery of no, just, and I, you know, I worry that's what a show of this would become. Yeah, like if it was handled poorly, I, I think so. Because um, the problem with The Walking Dead is, I'm like, is this? It's just never going to end. It's going to be the apocalypse forever, and everyone will ultimately die, and the show will just get cancelled and not have any actual resolution at some point. Well, because you can't have a resolution to that show. Like, what, what do you do as the finale? Well, and that's what I realized when I was like, when I was watching it, I'm like, there's no point in watching this anymore. Yeah, I mean, the first season kind of I've implied watched... a possible end game. Um, with yeah, the first season's finale, but then they fired the showrunner and gave it to a bunch of people that instantly ruined it. So fuck The Walking Dead. Um, yeah, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Fuck The Walking Dead. Um, but yeah, mo- um, yeah, I, I, I think this would have been a little bit nicer as a TV show. And I, and like, if it was, this is a four episode um, thing um, where um, both. Um, both bunkers are joining up and heading up to the mountain. Um, mm. Yeah, and yeah, there's there's callbacks. They get Michael Rooker back. Um, yeah, they're being stalked by some monsters, and they're trying to figure out how to kill them, and they can't figure it out until they do. Yeah, I, I think that could be a fun little little mini series. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Anyway, that's that's pretty much all I have to say. We're about. About halfway through the episode, shall we crack on to the next one? Yeah, we could talk about uh, the Mitchells versus the Machines. Spoilers for the movie. We didn't say that for Love <laughs> and Monsters, but no, always spoilers. If you listen to us, always. you know. Yes. Always. Um, what did What did you think of this? 
I, this, this I, colourful I, cartoon boy. I, I really like this colourful cartoon boy. I didn't... <laughs> no, no, it wasn't that bad. Like, because I, I guess my... The expectations for me was that I was going to have, like, you know, that, like, Mitchell's vs. the Machines was going to be, like, B+, and probably only a B+, instead of an A, because I'm comparing it to um, Into the Spider-Verse and the Lego movie. Yeah, um, who it's also made by. Yeah, but... Um, and, and then Love and Monsters was going to be pretty trash. It was going to be C-tier at best. Um, and I think it was, I think it's kind of the other way around for me. It's like, this movie was pretty good, but it just, it did nothing to endear me to the characters for the first, like, two acts. And then, like, the third act, I think, had, like, weird pacing compared to the rest of the movie, but ultimately necessary pacing to get, like, to to get the right payoffs. Like, I really liked the second half of this movie. Um, Fair enough. But not so much the first half. Um, I really liked all of it. <laughs> the characters thought, felt... Yeah. The, the thing is, what you're saying about the characters is... you. I found the main character, what was her name? Um, Katie? Katie? Yeah. To be quite endearing. Um, and obviously her dad I found to not be endearing. And I think that's the mm. perspective, perspective thing. I think... Mm, uh, yeah, you're sort of supposed uh, some, to do that, yeah. Yeah, but I, I think from a certain perspective, you could find him endearing and her not. It depends what angle you're looking at it from. And I think yeah, the movie does the- a really good job of, by the end of it, those angles emerge and you find them both kind of endearing and you understand both their point of views. So I think mm, well, it's a movie that works on a lot of levels for uh, multiple viewers. Well, and so I think what they, what I think they did in the in the start of this movie was sort of line up how, while both of these people don't realize that they have flaws, they are flawed. Like they show you these people being not perfect, mm-hmm. um, and they like they show um, Katie telling her brother, oh, no, I just lied to Dad to tell him what he wants to hear because it'll shut him up. Yeah. And it's like, well, dude, dick move. <laughs> and don't say it. Not while the machines are listening. I was going to say, <laughs> but we've all done it, though, haven't we? We've oh, all totally. lied to we someone just pay lip service to, to something. Yeah. To, to just make them, you know, to make them mm. either feel good or feel better or to not hurt their feelings yeah. or... To end the conversation slightly early. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so like, I, and that, and like this quirky film school sort of character is like totally fine, but it just feels particularly one dimensional to me. Um, probably because I hang out with you people a lot (laughs) (laughs) and I'm like, that's not like, wait a minute, Cal, do you think I'm one dimensional? (sighs) No, I think you think you're particularly edgy. (laughs) By comparison to these, like, cartoon characters. <laughs> I mean... Com- You're like, no, I'm grounded and realistic compared to this <laughs> this bit. Whereas you are absolutely on her spectrum. <laughs> I'm I'm cool with that. Um, that is fine. Um, I really liked the mum and the, the brother, too. I thought they were yeah. really... Um, I just thought all the characters were really grounded in a reality. And they really... Inter- like, which you don't often get in animation necessarily um but they're just really grounded in a really realistic family dynamic um well that's that I the other thing 
maybe this is more to do with my childhood, but it did feel like they were talking about how dysfunctional they were and how fucking like how bad they were as a family unit when everything seemed fine. <laughs> well, that's what kind of what I mean. Everything usually is fine, and it's this whole notion of you're a dysfunctional family unit. Most families that, you know, are in that, they're not necessarily actually dysfunctional, you know? Like, it's... And they're, like, the, you know, the the standard family dynamic, you know, a a, mm. a, a mum, a dad, a son, a daughter, you know, that's... And mm. a dog. Um, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the dog. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, these movies uh, did have a lot in common, didn't they? <laughs> the dogs um, just steal the show sometimes. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. See what I mean? Like it, it, these two movies are surprisingly <laughs> thematically linked for this—the purpose of this podcast. Let's pretend we did the, that on purpose. The little brother's voice really put me off because it's clearly like a forty-year-old man. I will agree with that. <laughs> it, I, I did find the voice of the brother to be slightly mm. weird, um, uh, but thought- again. Mm. I got regular show vibes from this. This feels like a very long regular show episode. Um, yeah, I, I could see that. I like the regular show. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, but, like, there's absolutely an episode where um, they have to go on a road trip and, and learn to get along better with, with Benson. Um, and then robots attack. <laughs> Um, mm. like, yeah, I, I've definitely seen this sort of thing before in, in that sort of sense. I guess what really got me what Hammond at home is like, oh, these people know what they're doing is the scene after they fail to attack the main base the first time. Yeah. And yeah, like the proper lowest moment scene where, where the little brother's crying and, um, yeah. And they just sort of. It really, for a movie that's really lighthearted and really like, oh, the stakes, the stakes are cartoon high. Like, you know, everything's going to be fine. At that moment, for a second, you believe, oh shit, everything might be fucked here. Well, and you know, everything's going to ultimately be okay, but you're like, how the fuck are they going to get out of this one? Like, it seems impossible. Well, and it takes a character of particular awesomeness like it takes a badass to pull themselves out of that moment because that moment felt like shit that mm-hmm. moment was dark um to pull yourself out of it and go and and fight the fucking the robots after that you know it all the more makes katie endearing at that point like makes her seem like a proper hero yeah um yeah so like, i think that this movie does a good job in the end because if I didn't think that Katie was capable of being a bit of a bastard um, and ultimately flaking on her um, responsibilities to save the world and, you know, and, and like, yeah, and just getting over her own selfish desires. Like, if I if I didn't know that she's capable of being selfish and flawed, seeing her, you know, pull her finger out and actually get shit done when she needed to wouldn't have been as satisfying. Yeah, exactly, and that's kind of why I think those early, that early stuff of the family being, you know, they'd use the term dysfunctional, but like super, you know, everyone has their own agenda, they're not really thinking outside of themselves. Mm. The way it pays off at the end, where they have to think about literally not only their family, but everyone in the world Mm. is really quite endearing. 
uh, to stop Olivia Coleman from everything. Who's <laughs> in everything? Yeah, um, literally um, and figuratively, and literally this, again. Now, um, the dog was hilarious. Yes. yes. Um, dog pig. Well, I dog usually... pig. Loaf of bread. Oh, that was so good, and I don't know what it was about how musically they they blew up, and uh, and these two like dropkick sidekick robots were just oh, so like, endearing. De- Deborah Bot five thousand and Eric, yeah. <laughs> like they were just the humor was nailed in this really well. Um, yeah, man. I, I think a lot of the meme culture, internet culture stuff at the beginning, I found at first to be really obnoxious. Um, yeah. But, like, I did like that, oh, this tech billionaire who's created the uh, Apple Google Amazon uh, <laughs> yeah. company has, um, he's just like, he sort of acknowledges, oh, yeah, it's a bit dumb, but fuck, it makes me happy sometimes just to watch these dumb videos on the internet. And that's, like, true of everyone, right? Yeah. Like, because he does... He go, gets a bit hyperbolic and says, Oh, no, this girl's a genius. But, like... Dog cop. Uh, but to, to, at the end of the world, boot up dog cop. And just be like, you know what? Fuck, I'm just gonna laugh. <laughs> while I get fired into the sun. Like... <laughs> like, that's nice. Like, I hope that Tom Scar out there... <laughs> sort of... Uh. I, I like. I hope that he sort of watches this movie and goes, "That's me. <laughs> that, that... I I've made Dog Cop, and someone's gonna watch that if we ever get taken over by robots and fired in space." If I'm about to be shot into the sun, man, Tomska's a good one to watch. It's not a bad one to go out on, man. <laughs> Which one I... do you pick? Which Tomska do you pick to get oh, shot into the a... sun to? You you pick a compilation of Astiff movie, or you just you like because. Because really, you've. <sighs> it's or like, like one of these meme wilds in a parallel universe. Oh, they're good. They're good. They're, they're um, pretty good. I, I have a soft spot for the the drinks. Oh yes, the, the drinks <laughs> that do what they're named after. Skip. Yeah. With crab yep. sticks, that's very good. Yep. Um. Shit, man. Because like that's the thing. In this movie, you're just getting fired into the depths of space. So you got a lot of time to kill. In in my head, I was like. I'm about to get shot into the sun. I could die instantly and at any moment. Let, let's put on some humor that, you know, hopefully it just times itself well. <laughs> so it's like, it's muffin time. I, why won't somebody kill me? <laughs> 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 Pianos! Uh, <laughs> whose idea was this? <laughs> hey, Johnny, play the one about falling down the stairs. <laughs> I love it. Um,. <laughs> Yeah, like, uh, I hope it's, it just, yeah, I, that if I'm going to go out and I'm going to be fired into the sun, that, that it lines up well with an Astiff movie skin. Fair enough, too. If you're being shot into space, though, I don't mm. know, I've got to put on something long. I was like, going to say, you have to watch the Snyder Cut. Yeah. <laughs> I'll rewatch all Tom's of Star Wars. Tomska's edit of the Snyder Cut. <laughs> Tomska's edit of the Snyder oh, Cut. Like, like as the Astor movie Tomska cut that goes for fucking 18 hours. <laughs> it's just the same thing, but in slow motion. Everything, um, but everything's in slow motion. <laughs> oh, Die no. <laughs> Not today. <gasps> 
mind. Oh, it's good. It's good. It's good time. It's good Everybody's... stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone's having a great time. Yeah, Desmond, the moon right. bear. How did I get How did I here? Get here. The, the end. end. <laughs> I am a stegosaurus. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even a stegosaurus. It's not even one. Anyway, uh, good times um, had by all. Yeah, this so movie. Like, mm. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't really know what else I have to say besides that it looked beautiful. Oh, so well and, done, and the, and the soundtrack was really good. Awesome. Yep. Totally. Um. Oh, the Furbies. The Furbies, the Furbies right. man. <laughs> Particularly the Grand Elder Giant Furby. I was going to say that... Talking about his Dark Harvest beginning. <laughs> that I was would, pretty funny. That would mess me up. I'd Like, if I saw that happen with a Furby, that would permanently ruin <laughs> They're my horrifying ability to when they're six inches tall. <laughs> yeah, I know. When it's a giant one. Yeah. Um, and the, the product placement stuff in this was a little bit strange. Like, it was really YouTube, and it was really... Um, did they have? Did they have any like actual YouTube branding though? Yeah, well, they they played a couple of channels when the dad was trying to get. That's through. right, they did. Yeah, they did. Yeah, so like they played real channels, um, and they, I'm sure they named a couple of other brands and a couple of other websites. And everyone used a um, Sony phone. Yeah, <laughs> of course, and and the the video camera. Oh man, how fucked was that when she's like, "Oh, I've been recording over these like family videos." <laughs> oh, and I was like, "That moose is gonna kick my heart in the dick, isn't it?" Yep. <laughs> Fuck. It got right up in there. It does, but like, it it took the first half of this movie being somewhat obnoxious, somewhat like, for lack of a better word, unendearing, um, for me to like really come around on it at the end. Like, somebody knew what they were doing here. I was going to say, I think um, on a rewatch, you'd probably find them more endearing at the start with the context. Maybe. But, like, they really set up the journey for them all to go on, and they made the journey really effective. Yeah, they um, did. Yeah, the, it was written by, written by two guys, I think, mm. and they, um, yeah, they did a really good job. It was originally going to be released in cinemas, this movie, by Sony, and it was going to be mm. called Connected. Which is That's a shit. shit title. <laughs> it, it is a shit title. Um, Mitchell's versus the Machines isn't that much better. At least it's fun, though. It more it accurately is. represents the movie, I think, because yeah. connected could be anything. Well, and this whole thing of like, oh, let's like, um, let's all put our smart devices down and really connect as a family. Um, you know, or maybe the tech companies are doing bad for... Maybe social media is bad for you. It's like, yeah, fuck it. Of course we know that. Like, we know that, like, we know junk food's bad for us. We still fucking eat it. Like, yeah, yeah. It's I, I was a bit sort of sick of that whole message, but I do kind of like that the, the ultimate point in the end was for balance mm-hmm. rather than just, oh, let's just disconnect. Man, what was that movie where they decided that you could only go on the internet on Wednesdays at the end? Ready Player One. They turned Ready off Player the, One. They turned off the Oasis on Ugh. Tuesdays and Thursdays. Fuck. And I'm like, are you fucking... Oh. That, that is... Like, can you imagine if the internet just got turned off for two days? Like, that's can just... Can you imagine how 
off-brand that is (laughs) for a movie about the fucking (laughs) virtual reality escape game. Here's the thing, though. It's made by Steven Spielberg, and Steven Spielberg is an incredible director with an incredible legacy, but he's also um, an... Yeah, an old man who... Oldman. <laughs> Gary Oldman. Who, who is... doesn't get it anymore, right? Like, he made Indi- the first Indiana Jones and it's gritty and violent and it's, it's what people wanted to watch. And then he made the fourth Indiana Jones and it's soft for soft boys because <laughs> he's a soft boy now and that's totally fine. But I, lo- I love, like, just soft, wholesome shit. Like... <laughs> Well, and here's the thing, Ready Player One's an interesting example, because I do really like Ready Player One, but those small Mm. details in it like that are just really... It just takes a sharp turn right at the end. So preachy. Yeah. And I feel like this movie didn't do that. The the Oasis was saved from corporate greed, and then the new Mm. owners imposed his will upon the entire planet, as if that's any Mm. better. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute, maybe the Oasis shouldn't be owned by anyone. It should be a free, you know, you know, free for all. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Point is, Mitchells versus the Machines didn't do that. And the AI ultimately didn't um, come around and just hear that, oh, the power of love and, and family and stuff is is worth saving. No, it bounced off the dog's face into a glass of water. <laughs> Perfect. Because I was all like, <laughs> the dog's going to grab it. And I'm like, what? but it didn't because it's a, <laughs> it's a local I love, bread. I love that they're... <laughs> Pig, dog, loaf of bread. Um, <laughs> I love... I love that she's, like, falling off this building and she's like, ah, a pool, that'll break the phone. Not the fucking hundred-story drop. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. The phone might be fine after that. <laughs> Don't worry, it's got an otter box on, Cal. It's all good. It's got to land in the pool. Oh god! <laughs> but, but that's the thing, though, man. My phone would survive a two hundred story drop, and then I'd pick it up and go to like dust off the fucking concrete debris <laughs> from the cracked pavement that it caused from the crater that it was in, and the phone will be fine. And then I'll just go, ah, oh, shit! And it'll slip out of my hand, fall two feet, and fucking die. <laughs> Tell me about it. When I've dropped my phone a million times from a million different heights, and it's been fine. Yeah. I drop it once from a f- from half a meter off the ground, and it happened from to like... land on a tile, and yeah. it like just cracks straight down the middle. I'm like, are you kidding uh, me? I've thrown this like... phone across a park, and it's been fine. <laughs> like you just go and buy a new case for your phone. And all of us edge it fucking done. You, you, you drop it off the side of the coffee table or something and it's fucking dead. Uh, Stupid phone. Also, again, why make robots? <laughs> like, besides for your robo-apocalypse movie, and it's fine. But it's like, there's better ways to get things done, human race. Stop building robots to do things. Just build things to do the things. Uh, In some ways, having the robot... I don't know, it's like weird. So you get rid of your phone, so the robot, like... So to use my phone, the robot has to, like, come and sit on my lap and I'll touch its face (laughs) 
<laughs> to scroll through Facebook? Look, like, what's going the, on there? There is a robot for that. It's not the <laughs> robot they designed. Uh, but, like, as, a, as, an diff, as an option for your Google Home or whatever, or your, 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 mm. your Apple HomePod, you know, yes. but it was just a roommate that lives in the cupboard... <laughs> Yeah, and it's just like whose turn is it to cook? Ah, oh, it's Pal's turn, and like you turn over to the chore wheel, and it's just got Pal everywhere. <laughs> and, I like yeah, that Pal and... is a take on Hal, Pal nine thousand. Yep. Nice, but also sounds exactly like something that one of these tech companies would use. But Actually, it's also no, going to be P A L. It'll be it'll be personal assistant logistics something. Yeah. Or personal assistant that learns. <laughs> um, no. Personal uh, assistant that licks. <laughs> Gross. Um, um. <laughs> yeah, like... Uh, 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 I, this is another tangent, but I really do hate <laughs> that, like, the really obvious choices for names like this... Like, Pal is a perfectly reasonable thing to have named Alexa... Or Siri, mm-hmm. or Bixby, or the Google Assistant. I was going to say, yeah, Google Assistant. Google's <laughs> got the worst just... one. Because they just didn't try. Yeah. They, they watched everyone take the piss out of Siri, everyone take the piss out of Alexa, and they just went, we're not even going to try. And then Samsung went, ah, Bixby! <laughs> and Google went, whoa, buddy, whoa! <laughs> That's a bad idea! Everybody knew that was a bad idea! Uh, good times. I agree. Um, but yeah, just like if you if you're starting the next tech company, just call your shit normal shit. Call it pal. Call it fucking AI. I don't know. I mean, like, I don't know. Like, th- th- I feel like there's just plenty of normal ass names out there, and everyone goes for shit like fucking Bixby, <laughs> Alexa. Well, and it's like Microsoft's one is Cortana, mm. Co- but yeah. it's Cortana because of Halo. Yeah, like like which that's is, cool. That's got a reason for it, which is cool. But it's mm. called it's it, that means it's called Katana, Cortana. It's so yeah. unnecessarily complex of a name, even well, though it's it cool. sounds cold and robotic. Yeah, but also. If you're going to call it Cortana, give me a little blue girl that sits in the bottom of my computer screen and does things for me. And make the voice, res- like, the actual voice of the voice assistant because the same voice actress. Because otherwise, otherwise what's, the what's the point? I want a, a, a home system that is called R2-D2. And when you talk mm. to it, it only beeps back. So you never know. You're like, what's the weather? And it'll go beep boop. Um... So it's completely useless, but it's fun. <laughs> but to, like, I'd be fine with something like that if there were, if it could visually do it. Like if if that was rigged up to my TV and like, um, and a clock and a little like little screen on my um, bench top or you, whatever. What you want is a project. You want it to be like R two D two and project it onto a wall. That's what I want. Sure, but then you've got to have a projector that follows you around. You know how fucking expensive those lo- those bulbs are to replace? Very. Um, yeah. So, like, what what I think you want is, like how 
like you you have your Google Assistant or your Siri or whatever that's on all of your devices. You just have R two D two on all of your devices, and when you say what's the weather, it just pulls up the weather app and shows you, and then does a little charming whistle and then goes goes away. Yeah, yeah, I could back I could back that. Yeah, when when Disney buys Google, that's probably what is going to happen. I think it's far more likely that Google would buy Disney at this point. To be honest, I could not tell you. I haven't who, looked at who, any numbers. Google net worth. Google's estimated net worth is four hundred and twenty billion. Mm-hmm. Disney's net worth is one hundred and twenty-two billion. So, I think it is far more likely. Look, it's only. 20, it's only 75% more likely. That's... <laughs> like, I know that's a lot, but... Mm, like, that's that's less than I thought. I was expecting to sort of hear this and go, I, I was either right that, like, one one is about the same size as the other and Disney might buy it out, or... You know, no, blah, blah. I, was either, I was expecting them to either be about the same or for me to be very, very wrong. And I, and I'm, I wasn't as wrong as I thought that I was going to be. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, before we end this tangent by inevitably yes. ending the episode, one more thing yeah. about the movie is mm. I've just learnt that the dog in mm-hmm. the Mitchells vs. the Machines is voiced by an actual dog called Doug the Pug, who, no. according to Forbes in 2018, is the second most influential pet on the internet. And his Facebook page has over 6 million likes and 10 billion Facebook video views. Six million likes. I feel like I feel like the latest YouTube rewind got uh, like ten times as many dislikes. <laughs> I th- I think that's less a, ten- a testament to how popular Doug is, and more a testament to how bad that rewind was. <laughs> Man, oh god. Yeah, you, do you I know, can't like, believe last how year they just some of these big companies are. They just didn't do one. They just didn't do it at all. Yeah. And they were like, due to COVID, we are going to take... We, we, we think it's inappropriate to do it this year. And I'm like, last year sucked and you knew it. Mm. <laughs> and everyone hated it. And you're like, we're just going to stop doing this and use COVID as an excuse to brush it under the rug forever. Yeah, they're not doing one this year. I'm putting money on that. Yeah, I don't think they'll ever do one again. Maybe they'll bring it back what? in like six, seven years and people will go, oh, yeah, I remember those. They were fun. Forgetting YouTube's that just not they the were not. not the same place anymore. Well, because the original rewinds, it was like, hey, all your favourite YouTubers are here, like, doing funny, dumb shit. Um, Mm. And now the rewind is, like, Will Smith. I'm like, when did he become a YouTuber? (laughs) (laughs) It used to be be that, like, the most popular shit on YouTube was the shit that everybody knew and everybody liked and everything was worth celebrating. Now the most popular shit on YouTube is uh, not safe for advertising. So they can't actually use it in the rewind. Like, how can they... Like, the fact that PewDiePie wasn't in the last um, rewind is ridiculous. It was the biggest thing happening on YouTube was his subscriber battle with T-Series. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. But they, they can't show him because he's, he's an evil boy. I just... Anyway. <laughs> YouTube is not the place it once was. It was once a place for, like you know, creativity and unique... If you had a unique voice and a create and a way to creatively show that, you'd probably mm. do well in the mm. early days, like the early, early days. Um, now it's as bad as Facebook. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's just it's, a it's just the thing everybody uses because everyone's already on it. Corporate ad based. Yeah. Leech and 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 the, the the creators don't even get anything off the ads really anymore. You can't make a living off that exclusively. Every YouTuber no. has a Patreon and all these other ways of generating revenue because yeah. it's just it's just not enough. And yeah. you yeah, you look at like VidCon. The first mm. I went to the third VidCon mm. in in Anaheim and mm. it was it was it was really cool. Because it was all like, because it was just like a bunch of the creators that you loved at this event together doing talks and stuff. And you got to like meet some of them. And there are these cool booths where you got to meet other, you know, meet the creators too. Mm. And Brian and I went to three, three, I think, like, what's it called? Success, essential in a row. And by the, by like the sixth one, it had stopped being this cool event where you got to see the people you liked. And there's, like, screaming fangirls, like, sprinting through. Like, Brienne got, like, trampled. She was like, I, I went to a booth um, that she hadn't seen, so she went to wait for me while I did something. I think I was going to a booth. I was meeting Wheezy Waiter. That's what I was doing, I think. <laughs> um. So she took a seat and waited for me and got, like, trampled because fucking, I don't know, Jake, what's his name? Jake Paul. Yeah. Or one of those types mm. was, like, One of those walking... people who make money exclusively off selling people tickets to seminars about how to make money. Yeah. Like, fangirls just, like, trampling and sprinting through the, the, through yeah. the thing. And then we, we stopped going to VidCon because we were like, this is not. Well, even when worth we went to VidCon, like you and I in Australia, like it was all just like how to maximize your AdSense, how to fucking. Well, we like, also went to the, here. we also went to the industry level. Yeah. Um, but that also meant we avoided the screaming fangirl section. Well, but we also went to like Auntie Donna's talk. And, like, the, the Australian, like, we did, uh, what was it? Oh, I can't remember what the guy's name was now. They did some, uh, they, they were another Australian comedic group. And, uh, and yeah, it was all about, yeah, unique Australian comedy and all that sort of stuff. But it was all about, like, this is our agent. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is what they do for us. And this is how you, like, this is how you need to think about breaking into the saturated market. And it's like, fuck, man. Like, yeah. it's just so, so gross. And that's what YouTube has become. And it's, yeah, it's not inherently a bad thing. I, I just, like, as a platform. No, actually, YouTube is evil. Well, um, but that's the other thing. It feels like every other thing that's coming out to, like, take over from YouTube, it could be a YouTube replacement. Like, TikTok is also evil. Oh, like TikTok's arguably evil. way worse. Yeah, like <laughs> sell yourself to the, the same people to the who Chinese government fucking, to use TikTok. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like fuck. What is going on? And they'll it'll all eventually just end up on YouTube. Like TikTok will die, just like Vine did before it. Just yeah, like, yeah, exactly. And just like, um, and yeah, eventually everything will just end up on. On Facebook, anything... Oh, not on Facebook, on fucking YouTube. Not that everything on YouTube doesn't end up on Facebook already anyway. Like, things just say. trickle around in this weird septic sludge of bullshit. 
Yeah, it's kind of hard to break out of it. Yeah. I mean, and podcasting has gotten bigger, I think, recently because it is that more independent control over it. Like, yeah. you can well, use any podcatcher you want. It's an uncontrollable beast podcast. Yes. Like, it can't be absorbed by anything else. We should probably edit, like, most of the end of this conversation off. Nah, people will find it interesting, right? Sure, maybe. Our hot takes on know. the internet. Mm. Yeah, it's all fucked. Just delete the internet, only listen to us. Um, <laughs> that's good. Delete that podcast you're using right now. Just do it. But see, that's the, that's the trouble, you've got, man. You've got a betting... You know what else a... we need to do? We need to spruik our Twitter so you can engage with us on uh, so we can... These listeners, like... whoever's listening to us... Has a better. I guarantee you have something better to be doing than listening to our podcast right now. <laughs> Absolutely, and you should go but do a that. A lot of the time, you're doing it, but a lot of the time, they're doing it at the same time. Like, like keep laundry, laundry or dishes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, that's when I listen what to podcasts. Doing, that's now. the shit that needs to get done. And if we can lubricate that process, we're happy to leave up. Honestly, I haven't listened to a podcast in so long. Losing, a, commu- <laughs> losing a commute. Um, yeah. means I just stop listening to podcasts. And actually, for quite a long time, I was walking to work, and I'd be walking so early in the day, because mm. I'd start at like 6 o'clock in the morning. I really can't focus on a podcast. It just kind of puts me to sleep. So I have to listen to like, on my I got like a 20-minute walk at 5 o'clock in the morning. Put mm. on like rock music. I'm like, I need something <laughs> to amp me up. Spark up. Yeah. I need a spark up, boy, and get ready to slog my way through an eight-hour shift. Because you know what I'm doing instead of watching, instead of listening to podcast? Mm. I'm fucking watching YouTube, aren't I? (laughs) (laughs) Or at least listening to it. Because, like, I find that 10-minute chunks, which is, like, the minimum required time for being able to add as many ads as you want. Mm. (laughs) So, like, if anyone wondered why every fucking YouTube video is more than 10 minutes, that's why. Um... Yeah, I find that those ten minute chunks are, are a better way to fill time. Like I've so I've rarely got an hour, but I do have ten minutes here and there. I was gonna say or an hour and ten minutes. Um, yeah, yeah. Which we can do. Maybe we really should cut some of that down, but I'll leave that up to Sam. Um, yeah, I won't. Um, <laughs> tweet us. What do you think of the garbage fire that is the fucking? Current internet and internet culture. Um, you know what? Don't tweet us. Send us a letter. Send us yeah. a letter. St- P.O. Box. Except I-, I don't want to give you my address. <laughs> Victoria. <laughs> ah, yes. The, the well-known P.O. Boxes that are just marked Victoria. <laughs> He's narrowed it um, down, everyone. You know the state he lives in. That's a good start. Uh, anyway. Um... Yeah, tweet us what, uh, like, because I, th- I think we've got an idea of what we're going to do next week, don't we? Do we? Were we, we going to do Invincible? Oh, I'd have to watch the whole thing. How many episodes is it? Like eight. I can't oh, remember. Oh, I can probably. Are they, are, they like, are they like an hour or are they like 30 minutes? They're, they're more like an hour. They're like 45 minutes. Okay. I'll try. I think, I think they're, they're, it depends. They do fluctuate. Um, it, it's, it's just quite good and it finished last week. So it would be. So it's um, relevant. Man. It's pretty relevant. We haven't relevant. done something relevant in a long time. Cinema's finally really reopened bad. here. <laughs> Cinema's finally oh, yeah. reopened here, so I might even be able to see a movie Ooh. in a cinema. 
Probably won't though. Don't want to get COVID. Um, first episode goes for th- uh, ooh, first first episode goes for forty eight minutes, forty four minutes, forty two minutes, forty five minutes. Yeah, so yeah, three quarters of an hour episodes. That's not too bad. Um, uh, everyone, go and like Doug the Pug on Facebook. <laughs> everyone, go and support alternative social media platforms, or don't. I don't care. Find <laughs> find your favorite creators and subscribe to their email list. Go to their house. Just, knock on their front door. Yeah. No, don't do that. Ask, ask to borrow a cup of sugar. Um, but yeah, like that. That's one of the. I don't know. Subscribing to the email list is one of those things that's like, you have complete control over that. You don't have control over what YouTube gives you notifications for. You don't have control over, like, anything algorithmic, which is fucking everything nowadays. You do yeah. have control over your own email inbox. Get a... Yeah. Do... Subscribe to people's email lists. We should make a mailing list. <laughs> I mean, we don't, we don't really need to, because there's no algorithmic version of... Um, of podcasting yet, thank God. I mean, I'm sure the Google player has it somehow. Probably. Probably. Anyway. Uh, I think we can yeah. probably call it. Yeah, I think we can. Uh, tweet us, or don't, whatever. See you, <laughs> <laughs>